Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Tahir Hamed. I have my co-host here. Steven Badorf. Welcome back. Yeah. Steven is back again. Been doing some solo podcasts, and he's got more coming. Yeah, that's true. It's awesome, man. The uh, the prodigy has become the master. I'm going to be kicked off the podcast. I know it's inevitable. <laughs> so yesterday I had a great conversation with Curtis, who's a really good friend of mine. He's leaving the MSP space, um, so he finally agreed to do my podcast. Um, I've known him for the entire time I've been at Alltech, and he's just such a great person. And he's been more on the sales side than the marketing role. So the goal of that podcast was kind of show like how to retain and, and, and get someone like a Curtis um, and I feel like we covered more of the sales side than the marketing side, which is totally fine. So um, so I figured today we'll do one specifically on ensuring success with a marketing coordinator. Because from my experience and from the experience of a lot of other MSPs that have succeeded in marketing, getting someone in-house is one of the keys to success. And that's strictly due to the amount of additional time you have to market your business. When you work with an agency, agencies provide value in a lot of ways, like specialty things, right? Like there are agencies that do SEO very well, right? We had an SEO agency for a long time that did a great job. There's agencies that do ads really well. So when we say don't outsource your marketing, understand that there are going to be specialties that you need in your marketing strategy that you may not want to do in-house. Your marketing coordinator may not have that competency, but now you can invest more in marketing and having specialists handle that for you. One way we've kind of done that is gone more on Upwork than we have in the agency model, or mm -hmm. we can find someone that has worked at an agency or has run an agency, and I'm willing to pay them $100, $150 an hour to work on one specific co component on an hourly basis because it's not a retainer. They know if they want to keep my business, they have to keep doing well. Yeah, and you know for that payment, they're working specifically on your issue yep. and not having to spread time between another account, basically. Yep, and then I'm not the one managing that person. It's the coordinator, mm -hmm. it's Steven, and that's super important. Understand that you're gonna be involved if you're the owner or if you're the, even the marketing coordinator. Well, if you're the owner, you're gonna be involved with marketing for ideas and vision and, and what should your strategy entail based on your business, right? It doesn't require you getting in the nitty gritty of marketing. If you're the marketing manager, understand you are going to be in the nitty gritty. You are going to be posting out emails and sending out direct mail and posting on social media and engaging the audience and, and really doing a lot of the day to day. And you are going to have vendors. Steven did a wonderful episode on managing marketing vendors that you're going to need to be able to manage. For, for instance, MSP camp, we're a vendor. We mostly are focused on the marketing coordinators and the marketing managers because they're the ones who are really going to be able to take that content and do something with it to where it's effective. I tell the owners, like, Yo, you know, if you're using this just for sales collateral and marketing collateral, you need it when you got it or, you, you know, grab it when you need it, that's fine. I mean, the, the investment's low enough that that's fine. But what we really want is that marketing coordinator and those are the people that are so satisfied with the service because they're like, great, now I can tailor this. There's paint on canvas. Yeah, so much to execute on, basically. Yeah. yeah. So... So today we're going to get into that like whole discussion of how do you ensure success with a marketing coordinator? And that's why I have Steven on um, because obviously he's been a great success. Um, Maddie too has been a great success. Um, I was originally a marketing coordinator. I feel like I've done okay. So 
I wanted to kind of interview. <laughs> An okay success. Yeah. An okay success. <laughs> also a great success. So I wanted to kind of interview Stephen, um, kind of get how he got involved. How has he been successful in this role? So, Stephen. Yep. Well, take it from the top. Where do you want to take it from the top? So, <laughs> born in August 15th. And I'm yeah. <laughs> Got through everything. No, so, I mean. what day were you bored? Were you born, not bored? <laughs> Every day you're bored. But uh, so, let's go a little bit in your background. Before you started at Alltech, like what? Like interests and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like what were you doing beforehand? Did you work anywhere before? What were your interests? Yeah. So, I mean, mostly um, the time I spent in college before coming in, pretty much works to like the whole thing. But when I was um, first starting, I came in like journalism, copywriting kind of area. My mom was an English teacher. So that was kind of where it started out just because even like in high school and stuff, like there was a lot of emphasis placed on like grammar, English, like constructing sentences and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll probably be pretty good at this. I should do it. Um, over the course of time in my four years, it sort of shifted because I took a class like for advertising. It was one like a design class where you would create the um, an advertisement, create the images, but also tie in the copywriting piece. So that's how I initially started taking those classes. That's cool. And in that, basically that whole journalism aspect turned into, oh, I really like this design aspect of like creating a thing. And then senior projects basically, or even like junior year before I started my internship at Alltech, we started doing more projects where like we would run like mock campaigns. Like you create a campaign for a business, like a local business in Lakeland. Oh, cool. And you'd format like a marketing plan and all this stuff. And a lot of those areas I wasn't super interested in, but the areas I was interested in was that design creation. Here's the content we're creating. We're going to be doing this, this, and this to market the business. So I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. But I was unsure that you'd be able to find any sort of job around that rather than an advertising agency. Mm -hmm. So Actually, what I was doing when I applied to the Alltech position was advertising. Like, that was the one main one for like marketing, and everything else was like advertising agencies in like Tampa and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just because that's what I'm going to get some insight on. Mm -hmm. And then initially, when I started at Alltech, I wasn't sure that this was going to be like a advertising agency type role, which is exactly what it's morphed into. Which yeah. I'm really happy to see. Like, it kind of morphed into exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. But starting out, it was like, oh, it's marketing. I'll see. Kind of want to get started with. I was expecting like some emails. I'd never really done social media marketing type stuff, but I knew that probably be part of it. And then when I came in, it was just like, I remember the first day we kind of like outlined like, here's what an MSP is. Here's Alltech. And I was like, oh, of course. And then the next day I was like, what, what is an MSP? What am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just didn't get the business part of it, but I did know like I did what I could to start out. I was like, okay, let me look at the website and see if I can audit anything under here. Let me yeah. see what we're currently doing and how maybe that could be fine tuned. And then the fact that my, my input was actually inputted as just an unpaid intern just starting out was pretty valuable to the whole process. When you sent yeah. me that audit that you just did by yourself, I immediately was like, yeah, we need to fix all this stuff. And I'm a marketing guy. I didn't know all those errors were on the website. You know, that's just so cool. Yeah. I mean, over the course of time, picked up different parts of the managed services, basically job company role, um, still learning a lot, basically. And then obviously we've talked about how we're starting doing those mock sales calls where we'll be able to be like, hey, we're pitching, your business needs to be pitched VoIP phones. Mm -hmm. Here's everything that's relevant to this topic so I can sell it. Yep. But yep. I mean, that's kind of how the background has morphed to where now with MSP Camp, it's a full-blown marketing agency basically and I'm able to kind of fine tune that content creation coordination piece. Yeah. Yep. And I think on, on my end, how I knew Stephen was going to be successful was during recruitment, we were getting a lot of applications. 
and Stephen had zero work experience before this. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Ouch. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, right? exactly. But I saw on Stephen's resume that he had a 4.0 GPA in college, and he was involved with a lot of extracurricular stuff with his fraternity and other stuff. And as someone that's went to undergrad and graduate school, like I get how much of a grind that is. To get 4.0, to get A's across the board, that's a grind. That's someone that understands work ethic and understands deadlines. So even though they didn't, he didn't have work experience, I was like, this is the guy. And then week one, when he sent me that audit, so I was like, hey, yeah, maybe just check out what we're doing. Because on the ultimate guide, one of the first things on there is like, audit your content. Audit your content. Like it doesn't require a technical person to do that. In fact, the more technical, the worse sometimes on the marketing, you know, early on, because mm -hmm. you're, you want someone that's not technical and do they understand what you're communicating? So when he sent me that audit, I was like, this, this guy knows what he's doing. So early on, you're going to know if someone's kind of a hit or miss usually based on their ethics or their work ethics, uh, ethics as well, but that, that sometimes comes later. So, so when you're hiring somebody, even if you're doing an unpaid internship, like, like we did, and that's fine because they need college credit anyway, right? And, and you're going to put a good learning environment. It's not just going to be a, hey, you work for me for free. Especially if you're an MSB camp member and most of everything on there is free. So even if you're not an MSB camp member, sign up for free to get the guides, the checklist, have them listen to the podcast. They're going to learn a lot, right? So they're going to have some guidance. So what, what would you say, Stephen, early on before you even got any results from marketing before you really knew how to market an MSP, what got you, what kept you engaged early on? Um, that I you mean, could give tips to like, you know, the owner or the marketing manager to, to, to stay engaged. I'd say a main thing just with like, in terms of involvement, like I talked a little bit about like engagement where my suggestions were actually being like accepted and mm. like formatted in a certain way, but also just like being a part of those calls we had with different like people in our jazz group, mm -hmm. basically like, being involved with client calls and seeing exactly what we do kept me engaged because it's like now I'm trying to get these results for like everybody involved. Like when you see you're talking with the people you're trying to basically have results for, you're more engaged in making it happen. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's also just kind of like, I don't know, gamified almost. And like where you start out, it's like, oh, here's emails. This many people are opening this many clicks. That stuff just kind of like clicks with me. Yeah. I just like, you want to see the number go up. Same with MSP camp. You see a new member. It's like, ah, just like a little dopamine hit when you yeah. see a member's joined. Yep. But I don't know. I've definitely been kind of motivated just by that sort of thing. So much of it, like advertising, seeing what ads perform, switching out things like it just, it keeps me engaged. I think that's part of why I like the marketing role so much. Cause there's so many different like areas where I don't know, you can fine tune. Nothing's ever just perfected the first time. Yeah. But if something isn't performing perfectly right away, that's fine because there's so many different avenues that you can be working on. Yeah. Like it doesn't really get old. Yeah. I totally agree. Especially because early wins are usually not going to be leads. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started, it took 13 months, you know, we got one client early on, but it took 13 months of grinding. So you have to have early wins for your marketing coordinator. If you are the marketing coordinator, you got to find those early wins. Steven made a really great example of, of the, um, the open and click rates of the emails and, and, and social media reach going up. What I did is I was really focused on SEO and video when I got started. So I got into analytics and search console and our website was doing abysmal, like 50 visits a week, something terrible. And I was like, there's no way we're going to get inbound leads if we're at 50 visitors because most of those are probably salespeople trying to sell to us. So I was really focused on creating custom content for the website and seeing Google appreciate that. It was like this really cool, and I knew nothing about SEO. 
but it was cool to see those website visitors going up week after week. I was just like, this is awesome. And then over time, once those visits started getting to like 500 a week, that's when the inbound leads started coming in because you have such a big pool of people coming in. So those early wins don't have to be leads. And I'm talking to both the owner and the coordinator here because it takes time. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So understanding that you have to have wins in the form of more social media um, followers because that does equal dollars over time. More people visiting your website because that does equal dollars over time. More direct mail pieces sent out to your target market because that does equal dollars over time. So understanding that your KPIs may not always be leads in the beginning, although that does need to be the objective for sure. It can't just be sending pretty pictures. It's got to be leads, right? That is our end goal. But understanding you have to have wins to keep them engaged. And, and Stephen did that great early on. Um, the other thing that Stephen mentioned that I love is getting the coordinator involved with the meetings. So if you have a lot of internal meetings like with an entrepreneur operating system if you do that or whatever you do having the marketing coordinator join because they need to hear the challenges and struggles of the company they need to understand what the company's doing and we've always done that with steven and and he's always been engaged with that so i want to i want to pivot a little bit because i think that that did a decent job of saying like well how do you find the right fit that's always going to be tough with any hiring any hiring role like you've hired you understand it's tough finding the right person, but then, well, okay, well, how do we make sure it is the right person when they're on? Making sure they're engaged, they're pitching ideas, they're going through that checklist. One of the early checklists is making sure your analytics is set up, making sure your search console is set up, making sure your remarketing tags are set up. If you're the owner, you're not going to be doing that. If you're the coordinator, you are 100% for sure going to be doing that, so you need to figure it out pretty quickly. But guess what? you got plenty of time. It's not, it's not two hours you have dedicated to a, a client because you're an agency, you got 20, 40 hours a week to figure this out. So you need to put that figure it out hat on. And the owner, you need to give them autonomy, but you also need to give them accountability. Saying, they're like, oh, I don't know what remarketing is. It's like, cool. Well, go watch an hour YouTube video and you will know remarketing better than anybody else because no one else puts in that time. So understand there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of learning. Now, MSP camps are our passion project because it was like everything we wish we had when we started. Mm -hmm. If I would have had MSP camp when I started, holy crap, would we be farther than we are today? But I didn't had a year of YouTube videos and I didn't even know what to Google. So moving on to how to measure results with a marketing coordinator, because that's the goal of hiring a marketing coordinator. It's not just to add expenses. It is to get results for your business in the, in, in new dollars. One of the first things is you have to have a marketing strategy. You have to. You have to have a marketing strategy. And that might scare a lot of listeners, but it's just required. But it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Every time I start doing a marketing course, there's 50 things. And I'm like, this is too complicated. It's not sustainable. Why do we do a podcast? Because we can film four at the beginning of the month, and we don't have to worry about the podcast for a month. Mm -hmm. It's a sustainable marketing strategy, one piece of our marketing strategy. So go to that checklist on MSP camp. Again, it's free. Go look at it. Just make sure you get phase one done. Make sure you have the collateral you need. So when you get the lead, make sure your website looks awesome. Make sure you have your social media on point. Make sure the foundation of your marketing is set because then when you start doing outbound, then when you start doing events, et cetera, they're going to, it's going to mean more because you have a good inbound presence. Now strategy can mean a lot of things. Like if you look at our 
campaigns, there's there's ten different ten to eleven different components depending on what campaign you're in. And our recommendation is to do those ten things consistently. But you don't have to when you get started, right, Stephen? Yep. Like, if your goal is, you know what, I'm going to post the social media content, I'm going to tailor the blogs and post those, I'm going to send out the postcards every single month to a list, and I'm going to do cold calling. That's only four of the 11 components. But if you consistently do that over and over and over again, you're going to get leads. The problem is people quit too early. And we talked about it in the Curtis podcast. So making sure you have a strategy that fits your business. Now, on MSP Camp, we say, hey, this is how you do a campaign implementation. You should be doing all these things consistently. Yes, you should definitely have a remarketing ad. If someone visits your website, well, cool. They're going to be seeing all, their, all your ads ongoing in your county. I think that's a very important part of the strategy. I think you have to have the remarketing ads going. Mm-hmm. And it can't be one, right? Like, Stephen, how many do we have for MSP Camp? The ones that we're running right now, yeah. we have, I mean, it must be like 10 or 11 or more, right? Probably I mean, we, keep, ten, yeah. we keep adding them in and switching them out depending yeah. on what we create. So when we think of remarketing strategy, it can't be set it and forget it, which is what's going to happen with an agency. But if you have a marketing coordinator and one of their jobs is remarketing, cool. Keep trying And just check in content. each day. Yeah. What's the engagement like? How many leads are you getting on the site, et cetera? I was going to say, I just have a quick point on like yeah. sustainability. Like for those, like those social posts, like maybe it's overwhelming to see those 10, 11 things, but... You can take those social posts, the ones we have for like managed services campaign, like 30 posts or so. If you take like half a day, marketing coordinator, go in there, you can schedule all those out for like the next month, basically, yeah. each week. And then you're set. You don't have to think about the social media at any point. Yep. And you can divert that time into setting remarketing up for maybe the second half of the day. But yep. you get those in and then you're able to think about new content and integrating the other pieces because one part is already prepared like the podcast like you're talking about yeah so making sure you have a strategy they have to be both inbound which primarily rolls around blogs the infographics the social media the youtube videos the stuff that gets people to you when they're searching when they're looking online those google reviews that's the inbound stuff that's super important but that stuff takes time but you have to do the inbound because it makes the outbound more effective on the flip side i i'm I do think you have to do outbound, right? You do need to be sending those direct mail pieces out. If you have a caller, great. Have them calling every day. But if you don't, cool. Make Maybe you make calls to the individuals getting the emails that are clicking the most, right? Like So you, your calls may only be 10, 20 a week, but they're targeted. You do need to do some level of advertising once you have your foundation built, whether it's just remarketing or if you go into, hey, I just want to do pay-per-click when someone searches IT services in all the cities in my counties. I do want to kind of take advantage of that. So outbound is a necessity in a lot of times. We've grown primarily through inbound over the years. You know, a lot in SEO. We've got more Google reviews than everybody else. We've content, 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 like so much content that we we stand it out over the rest. But as the tides turn a little bit, I think that's still important. Obviously, it's still important. But there is more emphasis on, yeah, you gotta you gotta outbound too. You gotta you gotta call. You gotta send that direct mail piece, then call after. So that's why we include the outbound stuff as well. And then every quarter, maybe send one of those premium direct mail pieces that are 2 to $4 a piece, but this is someone that's been receiving your postcards every month. So my point in all this is understanding the checklist we have on MSB Camp goes over each of these phases. And the marketing coordinator needs to be the one that owns this. And if that's you listening, you need to own this. If it's the owner, 
You need to understand that they own this. You have input on this. So making sure you have a strategy. There's lots and lots of strategies you can deploy. We have content for almost every strategy on MSP camp. And even if you're not an MSP camp, it's very easy to understand what components, what tactics within your strategy you're going to be deploying. Part of a strategy is who are you targeting? That's why we do vertical specific, service specific. Are you targeting the IT coordinators? Or excuse me, the IT managers for co-manage? Cool. You need to make sure you use specific content for that. Your strategy might adjust a little bit. Are you targeting just accounting firms? Cool. You need to know that target market and your strategy needs to be adapted. We're going to be going in depth in the marketing strategy options when the coordinator course finally gets posted, which we've been working hard on. Um, so that'll give you a little bit more step-by-step -step instructions on how to do that. Okay, moving on. Strategy's a big topic, but you can't just you know, start marketing without something. Even if it's just three or four things, that's fine. Just make sure the strategy includes consistently doing those to a targeted list. Next up on how to measure results of the marketing coordinator. Make sure the site is updated with your latest content, your latest offerings. Too many times a website is static. Steven has owned our website and it looks better than ever. All of our sites look amazing because Steven owns the websites. Any, any points on the sites? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it just with don't just let the content sit there. Basically, like, if you're not putting it on the website, nobody's seeing it. Like, you can be like, oh, I have all this good content that I can give in sales meetings, things like that, which is perfect. But you should be maximizing that by also putting it on the website. It's the same way that you're talking about, like, if you're doing direct mail pieces or you're sending out emails each week, you also want to be sending direct mail to your most engaged members there so you can maximize on that so it's not just one touch point. Yep. You have this content. And nobody's going to care like, oh, you have this nice piece of content on your website. You go in a sales meeting with somebody, you give them that same piece of content, print it out. Yeah. It's not going to cause an issue. It's totally just agree. you're maximizing the content that you have access to. Yep. All right. Next up in measuring results, I think website visits is very important because that inevitably in equals leads. So that needs to be on the scorecard is how is website traffic growing? And if it's not growing, why? And how do we get it to grow? There are tons and tons of things that we talk on the podcast to get people to your website. We have a SEO fundamentals episode. We talk about getting more reviews on UpCity, Google My Business, Clutch. Those things drive a, a huge amount of inbound leads. Um, so that means that the coordinator is going to need to understand the basics of SEO. And that should not scare the coordinator. Again, if they spend a couple of days... Googling and learning about SEO, they're going to be fine. SEO is not some crazy, scary thing. Here's an example. Me and Steven know the basics of SEO. We know the basics. But MSP Camp, which is a membership site, it's not even tailored perfectly for SEO, is ranking number one on so many search terms around MSP. MSP Marketing present, Sales Presentation gets us a ton of leads, right? That was just me writing a blog because I knew we solved that problem and I wrote content better, you know, pretty good. And so we rank for that, right? So the coordinator may not even be writing the blogs themselves. They might be using ChatGPT to at least get a draft. They might be using writer access to get a specific thing made because you guys do something really well. Like y'all might specialize in sonic wall firewalls. Cool. What search terms can help you get people to your website when they search sonic wall? There's probably a ton because there's probably not a ton of people writing content on specific vendors. So there's lots and lots, but they need to understand the basic of SEO. That's just a fact. ChatGPT, 
or whatever, it doesn't matter. SEO is going to be around for a long time. And even when these browsers are straight AI, well, guess what? That AI is pulling from something. It's the best resource, which is just a different form of SEO, right? So if, if someone searches best IT company near me or IT services in X, no matter how many AI you have, they're going to be pulling from the content on your website, yeah. right? In the videos soon and podcasts, et cetera. I know it's worked so well for us just with the SEO, even just looking at like keywords and being like, okay, we can be the authority on this keyword because it's not too contested and mm -hmm. we know that we're professionals in this area. Yep. And then you write content tailored around that. Maybe it's even just like updating a current blog or something you have on your site with some of that content we were just talking about. But yep. there's a lot of things you can change. It's just important to apply the changes and then pay close attention to what updates basically so you can tailor accordingly. Like it really is that consistency of checking in each day. Tahir and I try to check in basically all the time for like mm -hmm. the website, mm -hmm. leads that sort of thing to see what we can improve or what opportunities you have. Yep, 100%. All right, I think one big piece of measuring their performance is getting them to meet with sales. That needs to be on their, their KPIs. Like they have to meet with sales maybe once a week. And if sales is you, great. Maybe y'all have a sales portion in your call <clears throat> because one of the greatest advantages I had is I was both the marketing and salesperson. So I knew what collateral I needed to create to make sales easier. That's the goal of marketing to make sales easier. So if marketing sales is siloed, you're screwed. You're totally screwed. So making sure marketing is well, like I talk to Steven all the time about sales meetings, what kind of collateral that we need to create. Colin's the account manager talks to Steven all the time about what he needs, et cetera. Yeah, he'll ask for collateral all the time. All the time. Most of the time we already have it prepared, which is always nice. Yeah. We just send it over. So it keeps, it keeps the glue. Um, and, and sometimes like the marketing person might be the one that signed up for MSP camp. The salespeople have no idea. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what MSP camp is. Don't do that either. It needs to talk both ways. Salesperson struggling to close a deal. Well, hey, here's MSP Camp. Log in. Use some of this collateral. Use this video. Use this infographic. Mm -hmm. Use this sales sheet to help you close the deal. Those working marketing and sales working together is invaluable. So that needs to be on their on their scorecard, making sure that they're getting good ideas from sales to create collateral. That's going to help the inbound marketing and potentially even the outbound marketing. And on the sales side, making sure they understand the resources that marketing has, because so many times marketing has all these amazing resources and sales keep sending plain text, boring emails that don't engage the prospect. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. CRM management and keeping it clean. Uh, this is a big one. We need, we're doing an episode on CRM because there's a lot here. A CRM is kind of like an RMM. It can be as much or as little as you want it to be. For instance, in a lot of MSPs, you are, use RMM to send out updates and screen connect or, you know, connect into computers. Mm -hmm. Whereas other MSPs use RMMs for automation and all types of amazingness. So think of the CRM in the same way. The CRM can be a place where you send emails to cold prospects and that's it. Or it can be a wonderful automation tool where when someone clicks something, they go into something else, et cetera. Yep, and all it runs in the background. Yeah. Any tips on CRM? Um, Steven? My main point that I feel like we've definitely gotten better about is just like constantly updating our list, but also not being afraid to like refresh it based on a lot of CRMs. Like we've set up lead scoring for each of ours, mm -hmm. and that'll be like the most engaged people. Obviously, it will stay in the list, but the ones who aren't really engaging, just being able to remove those and replace them with new people on the list. Because mm -hmm. at first, it's like, I mean, obviously, like the number of people on your list will go down. And at first, it's like, oh man, we're losing list members. But if they're not engaged anyway, being able to refresh those with new people mm -hmm. has been massive for us. Just like not being afraid to 
take out ones that aren't performing, replace them with people who are more likely to. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of CRM. I mean, obviously we'll get more into it as we kind of have that episode. Yeah. But I guess my only other point is just like balancing different campaigns together. Like we have multiple automations running right now where it's like we have a tech tip automation. We have ones when we have a webinar, we have an automation each two weeks. Like having these running together is just a great kind of joint marketing effort rather than just, oh, I'm receiving a email every two weeks about tech tips and that's it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, tech tip email this week. Oh, there's a webinar going on. It makes you seem like a massive company because yeah. you're doing all these things when really it just takes a day of scheduling out different content. Yeah, yeah. CRM's a, a big one, but understanding that your marketing coordinator and if that's you listening, really get to know your CRM. I remember when I was using Infusionsoft when I first started, that was something I really dug into and it really helped get results that second year because I had so much stuff set up where it was like once somebody... Um, you know, like got to a certain score, it just pinged me to call them, mm-hmm. right? So it was all automated. And and that that needs to be an important part of your strategy. I know what you're thinking. Well, tell me how to do it. I get it. Trust me. We're going to have baselines on the course. We're going to have a podcast. But at the end of the day, a lot of it's going to be tailored to what you're trying to achieve. What is your market? What is your list? There's so many variables. And that's why I say get somebody in your business that's going to know it, going to understand it, and going to be able to manage it. And as we'll talk about, that person might leave. So making sure all of your entire strategy is documented in SOP. SOPs. Which, yeah, we're SOP crazy. It's super easy. I don't want anyone to know anything in this organization that we can't replicate if they're gone. So anything I know, I put in there. Hey, how do you do Facebook advertising for MSPs? I got an SOP. I got a video on it, et cetera. All right, moving on. One of the most important things... Um, is whatever your strategy does look like, um, whether it's, you know, like for instance, on the Curtis call, the only thing Curtis was doing is tech tips. That's pretty much all the marketing he was doing. Two tech tips a week. Those tech tips were turned into great YouTube videos. Now his YouTube's grown like crazy. They were turned into custom blogs. They can go after specific keywords on SEO. And that alone added so much MRR over his last seven years. They just fine-tuned it perfection. And that was just one component. That's just one component. Now, the good thing is you can do that component and do a lot of other components. He was the sales guy too, and he was running a lot of leads, so he got busy just like I did. So understanding whatever your strategy looks like, whatever the tactics in it, making sure there is a, a, a checklist, there is a every week your coordinator is letting you know how these things are going. Did a thousand direct mail pieces go out last week as we talked about, right? Did... Did we get all of the posts that we said we were going to post? We have that event coming up. Did we get the two-week-out email, the one-week-out email, the two-days-out email? And when someone's saying, well, how do I know what the strategy should look like? We have a guide on MSP Camp for, like, almost everything. Like, you're about to hold an event? Awesome. Go grab that guide. It'll tell you everything you need <laughs> to know. about this guide crazy. There's your checklist. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big part of the KPIs is these initiatives that are part of your strategy. And some of our one-off initiatives, of course, like events. Or maybe you say, hey, every quarter we're doing an event. Cool. Then it's an ongoing initiative. Just checking in on that. Anything on any of that, Stephen? I think you nailed it. Yep. Last couple things is um, we're wrapping up here. Make sure they have freedom to create and try new things. Like, Would you agree with that, Stephen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, micromanagement stuff. Just like we know the deadlines we're shooting for very like open dialogue about like, here's what we had back ready for this. Here's what we're doing now. 
like that's what I'm saying, like just having those deadlines and checklists and being able to check in freely has been great. Yeah. Like but, so much of the content that ends up on MSP camp that all tech sends out was pitched from Steven or Maddie or Maurice or tech, right? Sometimes yeah. like tech, sma a tech recommended the Smashathon. It created this entire event, got us a bunch of leads, et cetera, because someone had an idea. Two last things, celebrate wins. So that win does not always need to be a new client, right? It might be, hey, we did get that lead from social media. Someone reached out to me. They want to set an appointment, right? It might be, hey, we closed that big deal and you guys helped us create that video that helped push it along. For instance, our largest client, One More Child, I still credit that video we did. It was like six minutes tour around the office mm -hmm. as helping close that deal. So even though that lead didn't come in from inbound marketing, it came in from a referral that I continued to send good marketing content to, to a year and for a year and a half before their contract expires. And we finally got in the RFP. We were up against five, five other MSPs. The marketing helped every aspect of that. And then I think helped close the deal, right? So that, even though it might not be a direct marketing ROI, understanding that the marketing makes you look better and helps you close deals and that's a huge win for the marketing team. Yeah, I was gonna say like celebrating marketing stuff, even just since that ROI usually is like not something you can stack and say, oh, this video caused this person to join. It's mm -hmm. more like, I mean, even if you just send out those 1,000 direct mail pieces for a month, like celebrate that, you're in front of yeah. a ton of new eyes there. And yeah. if you're combined with the email list and everything, like you're doing what you need to do to be maximizing your marketing basically. Yep. So I mean, definitely celebrate that. Yep, and when someone gets that direct mail piece, you know, let's say only 10% of them go to your website. Cool. That's a hundred people that learned about you for the first time. Multiple touches. Cool. They just landed on your site. You got Pixel. They're seeing you on Google. Yep. Facebook every day now. One with of those fresh converting content. pays for the entire thing. Yeah. Yep. And people aren't switching IT IT companies all the time. They're gonna have challenges down the road, and you're the MSP that's sticking in their brain. So in a year from now, when they're ready to switch, they're calling you. That's why it takes a while. Mm -hmm. That's why it takes a while. All right. So last thing on this before we wrap up is understanding that they might leave. They might leave one day, right? Like that's just the reality. Like, so make sure your dependency isn't on the coordinator. It's there is a machine running and they're running it. But if they turn the key off, you need to get someone else to turn it on and that should be easy. And so that's where it gets back to the SOP. Like obviously MSP Camp does a really good job of providing checklist but it needs to be more tailored for your business what was that marketing coordinator doing what does your strategy look like what needs to be going right away when you get a new coordinator in place because a lot of the foundations already been built at this point should be plug and play and that comes in the form of sops so when that new person starts like well what direct mail pieces have we sent out what is the list all that needs to be organized yeah if you create an sop you understand the topic like even just like subconsciously after you create it it's like oh i get this now i could explain this to somebody as well if yeah. they have any questions spot on yep anything else on any of that steven yeah i mean it's coincidental because i'm leaving right now <laughs> no, <laughs> i'm announcing my <laughs> i would just close up shop <laughs> no but the yeah, sop part is massive i've definitely seen the value of it just by like tahir creating something like now when we have like a live meeting where we go over advertising or something, we'll just record it in the background and go back mm -hmm. and pull out the bits that are most important because, I mean, it's easy to forget sometimes like with marketing when you're doing so many different things. So being able to say, oh, we have a video on this. Let me just pull it up. That quick refresher, 
you might even have to watch like the first minute of the video and be like, oh, I remember now. Mm-hmm. But just having that there as like a library of your own kind of working through each process, I think is extremely valuable. And it's helped me yeah. a good amount of times, especially with like CRMs and things like that that can get really complex. We could probably just like package up our internal SOPs and have that be the coordinator course. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, but <laughs> we're not. We're going to make it better, but that's no, what you mean. <laughs> awesome. Well, anything else on that, Stephen, before we wrap up? No, that's all I've got. Cool. Well, to listeners, thanks again. Seriously, we really, really appreciate you listening. It's cool to see this yeah. thing continue to grow. It's cool to see MSB Camp grow. And I promise you, we promise you, we're going to do everything possible we can to provide the resources you need to grow your business, whether you're the owner, whether you're the salesperson, or whether you're the coordinator. We're going to have everything possible to help you grow, grow, grow. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Thanks as always. See ya.